What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate it's a mystery, for Ashley a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hello! Hi, hello! Welcome to Mad Women. <laughs> I'm Kate, and I've seen every episode of Mad Men twice or more times. Ooh. I'm Ashley. I've seen them only this one time as we're going. That's right. So you don't know what's going to happen. No. It's all and a mystery. You... <laughs> to me, history, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was, that was right. a really good plug of your own song, Kate. That, that was good. I, you know, it's the only song I've ever written. And it's a damn good song. And it's great. I think I'm going to get into, like, monetizing it somehow. I think you should become a jingle writer. You should you should get into um, advertising and marketing. I'm Take for this it. full circle. It's how Barry Manilow started. Or possibly Is it? just continued. He started yeah, Barry in Manilow, jingles? that's... I can't say that he started in them, but he wrote, like, the Band-Aid jingle. What? He wrote, like, some very famous jingles. What? And I'm sure he made plenty of money off and of And then them. went on to do What's New Pussycat? Maybe that was a cat food commercial. That's Tom Jones. Ah, I get them confused. They're the same Barry person. Barry Manilow's My Name is Lola. Nope, not My Name is Lola. <laughs> Her, Her name, name was, was Lola. Lola. Hey, I'm not Barry Manilow here. You can't hold me to the same standards as you would him. That's fair. I don't know why you would think that Tom Jones and Barry Manilow are the same because person. Because they are. They're both like loungy. They're loungy white men. Okay. But one is like Elton John and one is like Frank Sinatra. Like Barry Manilow, I'm pretty sure is blonde. And he like plays the piano and he, an old, well, I will say old women love both of them. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. My mom, so this is very relevant okay. to everything. My mom used to work the local um, amphitheater where the biggest concerts that ever came to Pelham, Alabama. <laughs> she would work the concession stands there for like uh, band booster stuff okay. to earn money. Right. And Barry Manilow was one of the acts. Damn. And, like, one of the old people in the crowd, like, had a heart attack and died <gasps> during the concert. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure that happened. She also worked Widespread Panic, which was, like, a three-day event. Was there widespread panic at the event? Someone might have died there, too. Damn. I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember she said they would sell out of water because... Everyone was on ecstasy and other <laughs> drugs that make you very thirsty. Well, and you're in Alabama where it's hot. That's true. Yeah. I would need water just for that. I mean, that's just because you're you respect your body. Well, well. This is and also the first because you love ecstasy. I do love ecstasy. This is the first glass of water I've had since yesterday morning. That's not good for you, but it's not my business. But now I'm hydrating because I'm on a lot of ecstasy. There you go. <laughs> That's how you know when you're rolling. <laughs> I, re I remembered that word it's milliseconds before I said it, and I'm so proud. <laughs> that was so seamless. You, you're like, you're such uh -huh. a drug aficionado. You have all the lingo. You're just mm -hmm. like, rolling. Act like I That's don't know right. what you do on ecstasy. Well, my mom did work a widespread <laughs> panic concert 15 years ago, so right. I've wow. got the in. Um, well, <laughs> all of that brings us to Mad Men Season 1, Episode 12, which is called... Nixon B. Kennedy. Yes. I know things. I can find things now. It took a minute. I'm just giving you... I I hogged the title announcement <laughs> for so true. many episodes That's that true. I want you to have the chance. Thank you. To name it. Let me tell you, the title of this episode did not give away <laughs> how juicy this fucking app was going to be. This is juicy as hell episode. It was the juicy. So. Like, I was about halfway through and I was like, we have to be uh -huh. at the end of this app. What else could yeah. possibly happen? And then yeah. I was like, oh my God, there's like 23 minutes left. Yeah. This is crazy. It is the 
penultimate episode but it feels, of the first season. It felt like the ultimate. It did. Like, well, we'll get Okay, to okay. We'll get there. First, so for, we need... Ashley predicts. Mama. <laughs> Mama predicts. Here we go. That's how I write it in my notebook. Ashley predicts. I love it. Season S1E12. I love it. I, I don't know if that's ever been communicated to you. But <laughs> you predicted that the box that Pete intercepted yep. would be full of severed human remains. <laughs> I also said mementos. I also said pictures. I'm Yes. I said a yes. few pictures, but also human remains. For some reason, I didn't write that down. <laughs> I just wrote the human remains. Um, and this would make Pete think that Don was a murderer, right. which would further his descent to becoming the son of now Sam, listen. which we know right. is going to happen. I'm not mm-hmm. unconvinced that that is what has happened, because Pete is yeah. very fearful. Not fearful, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like pretentious no annoying. like when you're nervous Preppy. about somebody like uh concerned Anxious. concerned he's very concerned about the type of character the don draper is now or dick whitman mm. he's very concerned very on edge he might think oh shit this guy faked his death who the fuck yeah. was the other don draper yeah uh you're a murderer murder is cool the world yeah. is shitty nobody listens to my ideas Bada bing, okay. bada boom, son of Sam. Yeah. It all, it's You're, still tracking. Yeah. It's hey, still tracking. there's one more episode in this season. <laughs> so if, you're, if they go out with a bang, that might be it. All right. All right. So you said Mama Merkin would go crazy for Don. He, she'd be at his office. She'd be mm. buying him gifts, planning a vacation, mm. planning a wedding. Damn. You kind of had it a little bit mixed. A little bit. Who's who oh. in that. Yeah. Um, you said Sterling would have, I put, more than or equal to three heart attacks. <laughs> Minimum three heart attacks. and But they would happen whenever he's about to do something bad. <laughs> right, it becomes his totem of, of yes. knowing not what not to do. Exactly. Don't step off the curb. You'll have a heart right. attack. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. You said that Betty's skin would start slowly turning gray as she would morph into either a poorly created statue or a regular ass rock. Listen, I want to say that I wasn't yeah. far off there either. Her skin, yeah, she, maybe her uh-huh. skin didn't change, but there was a lot of time where she spent just kind of frozen. <laughs> Like a deer in headlights. <laughs> At the end, they were just like, Betty, just be asleep. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> right. Just just lay. Just sleep through this scene. Be in a pretty dress. Just lay there. Hey, hey, Betty, could you sleep a little more convincingly? <laughs> Why do you look so bored while you're she sleeping? She did. How does this happen? She did. Like, that's not how any normal human yeah. sleeps. <laughs> and finally, you said that the lingo would be, smoke them up, Johnny. <laughs> All right. Which I have more to say okay. about that. Okay. So, Nixon versus Kennedy. I guess in 1960, the election was held on October 17th. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah, it was different. It was before uh, the Bay of Pigs right. changed uh, inauguration. Right. Um, so, we see, I wrote, election day footage and then Bert footage mm. because it goes from... The, the TV with election day to Bert's foot. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I will say mm-hmm. this. I think it's really cool and really fun mm-hmm. how they um, interject those scenes of like real television stuff yeah. going on. Because I have yeah. no idea. Why would I have known that that's mm-hmm. how they broadcast election results? Yes. With that it was big very fun. like chalkboard mm-hmm. situation. That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it was... Like, now, you know, every news channel has wild graphics that they try to enhance and make cooler, more interesting, or more useful than all the other uh, stations and all the other years that they've done Mm -hmm. it. And so, I guess if you had three TV channels, they're going to make it as exciting as they can. And that was definitely the whole episode was held in time by... 
the actual events of the election. Right. So it goes from it's everyone's voting to they're counting, they're recounting to Nixon. There's like a Kennedy speech to Nixon's concession speech. Like right. in real time. And I would bet that they knew exactly what time of day each of those things aired. Uh, <laughs> and like yes. they made it. Yeah. Like this is what was happening at this time on this day. Right. On October um, 17th. I, Exactly. (laughs) So we've got in Bert's office, um, a new character shows up, Mr. Duck Phillips. Yes. And it's one of those things where the way they introduce him and the way he talks, you're like, this guy's going to be around for a while. Yeah. He said, Um, he or somebody said 23 skidoo. That was the next scene. Okay. So first we just meet Duck, um, Don is introducing Duck or Herman mm-hmm. to Cooper. Bert. And we figure, because we had left the last episode, Don is looking for a new head of account services now that he's a partner. Right. And he's kind of, it seems that he's just like showing him to the big boss. Right. To be like, well, what do you think of this guy? And there's this weird interaction where Bert asks who he voted for. Who'd you for. vote for? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down. And he's like, well, if I say Nixon, I'll be buttering you up. But if I say Kennedy, then you'll try to convert me. So I'll say Nixon. Right. And then Bert does like weird little smiles where he's like fake smiling, but not hiding that it's fake very well. Yeah. And it's very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like Bert at this point is just kind of along for the ride a little bit. Is how He's a very hands-off see, yeah. guy. Yeah, it's just like, okay, Don likes you, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. He trusts, he puts people in positions of power that he trusts. Right. But he's still the last voice. Right. And also the voice of reason a lot of times. Yeah, I very much like Burt Cooper. Yeah. I have found nothing yeah. yet of which to dislike him for, which yeah. is not true of every yeah. other character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit like a guru on a hill where people have to go visit him yes. and like take off their shoes. Yes. And when they get there, there's a bonsai tree and he's got the, I don't know if it's come up yet was the, but like different pieces of art that he has, mm. um, that are, it's just a different world. He's a character. I like it. I, love I like it. So then we meet all the boys down it's Sterling Cooper, and it's Paul who says 23 Scooby, right. and I thought of you, and I had to double check that you hadn't predict that being right? the lingo yet. because <laughs> that's some real good lingo. Yeah. What I- it was old when he said it. Right. But What exactly does it mean? I should have looked it up, but I didn't oh, understand honey, it in the context. Me either. Okay. All right. I don't know why, because they were just talking about the party that was going to happen. Yeah, and then he's like, 23 Scooby! Listen here, Johnny. They all yeah, say Johnny. It. All right. You might not hear the Johnny, but they happen. It's like after reading a fortune cookie, when you hear in the bedroom, they all just say Johnny. That's right. right after every line. That's right. Oh, 23 skidoo is an American slang phrase popularized during the early 20th century. It generally refers to leaving quickly, being forced to leave oh. quickly by someone else, or taking advantage of a propitious, 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 uh, opportunity to, to leave. you're saying. Prop, I T I O U S. Propitious. 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 Thank you. Now, do thank I you, know librarian. Exactly what that means hmm. taking advantage of a propitious, 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 propitious. A good reason to leave. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You nailed it. <laughs> the exact origin is uncertain. Uh huh. Oh darn. I was hoping I'd get an origin. So it's just so cutting out quick. Yeah, which makes sense I uh, based on what happens later <laughs> in mm-hmm. the episode. Um, Pete says he's not going to go stay, stick around for the party. He's got to go to the in-laws. And then Paul, um, I honestly don't know what they're saying, but he uses the term Sterling Coo <laughs> to refer to the firm. <laughs> and I like vomited. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But... They continue, they're still talking about Duck. Yes. And how, so we learned with Bert that he had left a better paying firm where he had even pulled in a major airline. But now they're saying that he had some problems in London and he was divorced. And so there's a bit of like, it's almost like Duck, why why would he leave this really 
high paying gig mm-hmm. and come down to skirt Sterling coup. Yeah. To, One uh, of the boys said that they were bargain hunting. Yes. Yeah. So. Bargain hunting. Also, let me say before I forget, mm-hmm. because I wrote new girl on here and I couldn't remember why. And I just remembered. I can't wait. So, I have been, as you know, rewatching New Girl as well. Uh-huh. And I watched the episode where Schmidt is still dating Cece and Elizabeth, and there's the big, like, work party, and they're both at the work party. And he's just gotten a promotion, and he shows Elizabeth his office, and he's like, it's a perfect one-fifth replica or Hubbard size of Don <laughs> Draper's office in Mad uh-huh. And I'm, like, looking very carefully at yeah. all the stuff in the room. <laughs> but I couldn't remember, like, what was in Mad Men. So then when I yeah. watched this app... And there were some yeah. really good shots of his office. I was like, hey! Uh-huh. That's, that's hey, pretty right. good. That's pretty good. Oh, that's cool. So you could tell they did... Yeah, so like his... Inqu- like right. Don Draper's lamps. So they uh-huh. were like on, on Schmidt's desk. They were much smaller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Draper's are really tall and kind of spaced out. And his were like... Shoo. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really fun to like watch them both yeah. back to back. Mm-hmm. I love that. Also, side note, Elizabeth is one of the main characters in the show Nurse Jackie oh. that I just downed a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she's amazing, and I love I her in love that. It. So I'm a big Nurse Jackie head these All days. All right. Um, so Pete is really pissy about all of these people coming in to interview for the head of account services. He so he goes to Don's office, bitch. but he's being a little bitch. And Peggy is like, <clears throat> I loved that. Yeah. I loved that. She stops him in his tracks and then, you know, does the proper procedure of letting Don know someone's here to see mm-hmm. him. And then he goes in. Mm-hmm. And then Pete, like, threatens Don <laughs> in this weird entitled way. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I think you're not taking me serious. Or why aren't you taking me seriously as a candidate? Mm-hmm. This whole, yeah. like, idea that Don just isn't thinking about it. Yeah. And... At this point, Don just knows Pete's value because of the way he was told. He essentially, he's a rich boy with a lot of connections, right. so we have to keep him around. Right. And that's what Don thinks is this is about. But Pete, we don't know what it is, but Pete has recently gotten something right. <laughs> that we know is very possibly damaging to Don. Right. But Pete hasn't told anyone or isn't letting on that he has mm-hmm. this yet. So that's kind of this burning thing right um yeah the reveal then, of the box mm-hmm. took a long yeah. time it took a long i had kind of forgotten about yeah. it yeah <laughs> it took a really long like, time yeah um then don leaves and they immediately the whole party starts no the whole office starts partying. yes and it very quickly it seems they fill an entire water cooler full of creme, creme de menthe <laughs> oh my god that was so first of all who has that much creme de menthe in an office that was gallons I mean, and gallons yeah, of creme de menthe. It was. And we see a lot of drinking and meetings, and it's usually whiskey. Right. It's kind. usually brown liquors or yeah. clear liquors, not right. bright green liquors. Yeah. The nice cocktails, that's when you go out to dinner or something. Right. Like, who's making grasshoppers <laughs> in the office of Sterling Cooper? I also love that they go up to Joan and they're like, hey, let us into the mm-hmm. supply closet. And I love that their supply closet isn't like staples and paper uh-huh. and whatever. It's yeah. like, well, we've got some more whiskey. We've got the creme de menthe. We've got the, uh-huh. you know, all these different we things. Have too much. The things that they have too much right. of is rum and creme de menthe. Right. Which makes me think, my dad used to work at a restaurant where they had like, you know, soda dispensers. And what the manager who was in charge of ordering the syrup for the soda boxes, she would go through it and be like, all right, we need, you know, a few more Pepsis, more Dr. Pepper, uh, Diet Pepsi, whatever, and would always get an extra, like, 7-Up. But they never went through a lot of 7-Up. Yeah. She would always just throw another 7-Up on the order. Mm. And so they just ended up with just boxes and boxes of set or like some other drink that like no one really drank a that lot of. That sounds like money laundering to me. I mean, if she had, I don't, I can't get into it because i don't understand money laundering <laughs> that's for our breaking bad podcast perfect okay um spoiler alert. but uh just like i wonder if every time they go out to the liquor store they just pick up another mm, bottle of creme de menthe and yeah. another bottle of rum yeah. and so they just had too much right enough to fill anyway. a giant water cooler enough to yeah and now and then they clear it out every four years right. at their election party right um and then we see don goes home and sally and betty are watching the returns and betty 
or d- Sally is being very cute. Very and it's like, cute. they're doing math. What do the numbers say? She's very cute in her little tutu. Like, uh-huh. th- they're like, don't forget, Sally's a little girl. Look at yeah. how girly she is in 1960. She really is. She's very cute. But again, the son yeah. just doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. Is he older? Is he the older brother? No. Okay. He's younger. Um, and he'll come into play more later in later Good. seasons. It is fascinating to watch Sally because she's one of those cases that I am always amazed at when they cast a child who is like a legit little child, yeah. but they grow up through the series and they're like a young person who is an actor and is actually a good actor. Right. It's really fascinating to watch Sally grow up. All right. I'm um, excited. Yeah. Because this was so, on for what, seven seasons? That's yes. a long time when you're and a this kid. Was also, and it was one of those series that there would be like a two year break between seasons sometimes. Got it. So it, it went on for a long time. Right. Um, so the electoral college is not a conversation that is appropriate for children. I just wrote, I wrote news at home, Sally Tutu, because that was apparently important. Mm-hmm. And Betty Robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could mm-hmm. um, muster to say about that situation. Uh, I was just... Do we only see Betty on the couch? Yes. She's only in... in yeah, she's only in two scenes. The whole app, And both okay. she's in, like, the same spot. Okay. So it's election night and then, you know, f- yeah. a few nights later. Mm-hmm. Night. Mm-hmm. Or the next night, whatever it is. Cool. Um. Well, good. We won't have to... <laughs> really dig into her anymore. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm really glad. So we go back to the party and there is just a there's a sexual assault that oh occurs. Oh my <laughs> god. Kate, that made me so uncomfortable. It was wild. That was crazy. Yeah. Like it yeah. starts off kind of innocent enough like okay, we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to chase each other. That's fun. Yeah. And then he's like show me yeah. them panties. Yeah. Let me get them panties. And- and then you realize this is just like an ongoing game because somebody else starts is chasing, chasing another yeah. later. And Peggy yeah. and Flo from Progressive are like, ooh. <laughs> That's what I wrote too. <laughs> I can't believe I lied in the very first right? episode. I was like, Flo is never coming back. I definitely thought that when she was in this scene. I was like, ooh. Mm, so Here's much for thing. Flo disappearing. I have forgotten so much about the. F- and I've probably seen the first season four or five yeah. times now. But like, even Rachel, I've forgot everything that happens really? with Rachel. So some of this is discovery for me, yeah. too. Um, I loved yeah. Flo's line of, what did she say? I used to think I'd find a husband here. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. As he's, like, ripping off this woman's clothes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those moments, uh, a lot like Roger with the twins, that just makes it clear what was normal and acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, and for better or worse, that everybody just acted like this was okay. It's crazy. Which is also shows how <clears throat> here we are 60 years later. and To the day. To the day. <laughs> and it's still trailing off, like, what's acceptable. Yeah. Like, all the Me Too stuff, there are things that was acceptable were acceptable five years ago that are not acceptable right yeah. now. You know, in day-to-day life. Right. And, and just the... That's just a very stark example of it. It was um, also interesting how many of those people, like, didn't just go home. You know, like, mm-hmm. imagine hanging out election night with the people, right, with the people you work with <laughs> and getting fucking yeah. wasted on creme de menthe. Yeah. That'd yeah. be incredibly awkward. Like, I don't want to hang out with you mm-hmm. freaks. I want my friends. Yeah. But, like, but I guess in that see... world, those are your friends. Like, that's the only people. kind of were. Yeah. Those are the only people least... you see. Yeah. We see people hooking up. Oh, big time. I really like the way we see Joan interacting with everybody, where she's kind of just one of the... She's, like, in the crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she... We... A lot of times we see Joan, and she is separated from everybody, and she seems kind of above it all. Right. But here she's, like... Yeah, there are times where she's different, but, like, she's kind of having fun as a young woman hanging out. Yeah, she seemed much more her age. Yeah. In this app, or at least trying mm-hmm. to interact with people her age. And, you know... Which is good, after Burt Cooper Rod- was like, you you don't need those old ass men. Yeah. And, like, Roger kind of dumped her in the last episode. Right. So, she's... There's a couple times where she's looking at the men around her differently yeah. again. Um, so, Pete, 
they must have actually gone to an in-laws thing because he's in his pajamas and his wife is like, it's late. So I'm wondering if this is after in-laws or did he just lie and say, I want to go home? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I didn't think that hard like, about it. Yeah, I thought. Real you did. Stuff. You were like, oh shit, where them, where them jammies been? <laughs> I, I am very interested in, like, actual pajama sets. I think they're funny. I've never... I think the last time I owned, like, actual pajamas was, you know, elementary school. Yeah. But, like, the, the, the pajama sets that are, like, a dress shirt and pants, but they're all satin, yeah. I think, are funny. They are pretty funny. I agree. I loved that scene, though, where he's going through the box because... He's going through the box. Yeah. We get to see the box. We finally get to see the box. We finally get to see what's in it. What's in the box? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, And I love that Trudy comes out and she's like, the maid or whoever found Uh it. His daughter. His daughter? Was it his daughter? They don't have kids. Wait, no. They don't have... No, Myrna. Boy, oh, boy. She said Myrna found it. So I'm guessing that's huh. their maid or their housekeeper. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know where <laughs> their my head was. Daughter. How dare They've been you? Married for like a right. month. Right. <laughs> right. It's only they have children old enough to be finding boxes at the top of shelves. <laughs> at the top of closets. Our freakishly tall daughter. <laughs> Our freakishly tall newborn that had two weeks gestation. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's one of them square headed yeah. babies. Oh, oh. shit. I hope there's a flashback to we see we don't, a square-headed right? baby. Mm-hmm. Adam may have been only like three weeks old when he died. <gasps> oh my Them god. Them square-headed babies grow fast. That's wild. So she comes in and she says it. And what did you like about it? So she's saying, I didn't want to look at it. My dad mm-hmm. had a box like that. And I looked through it and it was a bad idea. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be looking through that porn. That's what I, yeah. She had to have think it was yes. porn. <clears throat> she definitely thought it was porn. Um, but then she did look through it. Yeah, I think she Because did. she said, it's not yours. You need to give it back. It's not mm-hmm. yours. So clearly... It's peculiar. It's peculiar. The way he keeps getting up in the middle of the night yeah. to look through this box. And she says it's been weeks of him doing this every night. So we, he's been oh. keeping the secret for weeks now. And... Yeah, a couple weeks. Like, mulling over it and, like, you can tell... This is the episode where he's finally worked up the courage right. to confront Don about it. Right. But he's, and he's also like pieced together kind of what it means. Because he's all, well, we find out later, he's like done research right. about this. He's contacted people. Yeah. Um. So we go back to the office and Ken. Oh my God. So just like Trudy had gone through uh, the box right. and found this stuff, Ken has gone through Paul's desk and found a, a play, play that he wrote. And then I wrote threat level midnight. <laughs> because just like in the office, they decide to put it's on this 100% play. It's 100% threat level midnight. Oh my God. It's about as well done as well. I mean, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I loved I this whole like night in the office is so mm-hmm. bizarre and so fun yeah. and so silly. Yeah. Um, I love that they're like putting on this play and mm-hmm. that Sal and Joan are smooching. Yeah. And so they kiss, with, and Sal, like, smiles real big and looks at the audience, mm-hmm. and Joan just looks at Sal. Oh, she's she literally, literally batted her eyelashes. Yeah. She was like, plink, 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 plink. <laughs> it was interesting. Because mm-hmm. Joan's gotta um, know. That's the thing. I feel like Joan, if anyone, Joan, would know. Joan, if anyone... Would know. But maybe she didn't. Maybe she just thought he was another debonair, suave man. I mean, he plays it off real well. I will also say this play is kind of autobiographical for Yes. Paul. And, and, and within it shows his genius. It will, He's yes, such a genius. Like, that's like the three lines yeah. they said in that, <laughs> that reenactment. My genius. Uh-huh. We know... From, like, I think it was in the first episode, Paul makes reference to the fact that he and Joan had had a relationship at some point. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Like, it was very... And so... And we know that her relationship with Roger is just over a year old. And so it must have been, like, sometime before that. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, Okay, so that's... Which will help explain, like, a a scene later in this episode. Yeah, I'm just thinking that. Yeah. So him... Did he write in his relationship with Joan into this play? <laughs> I I don't know. There's a lot bouncing around there. Interesting, but but yeah, Joan is she likes being smooched. Who by doesn't? 
debonair Italian men. Who doesn't like being smooched by debonair Italian men? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just a good time. And then I wrote, this is exactly what I want to do to celebrate election returns because they are all a dance. They're literally <laughs> doing the polka. Wilding out. Yes. <laughs> dancing the polka uh-huh. and listening to the returns. And mm-hmm. Ohio Which, went to Nixon. Yeah. And just like throughout this whole thing, we know... Nixon will not win, right. and they're all rooting for Nixon, right. which is just a delicious piece of dramatic irony. <laughs> just delicious. Um, and then everybody smooching. Everybody. Yeah, and then they're all start making out. Everybody. Harry and Hildy. Hildy. Mm-hmm. Harry, who I keep calling Stan, because <laughs> they're all... There is a Stan in, like, a few seasons later, but all of these names are just so... I can't keep track of them. Generic dude yeah, names no. that... Yeah. I'm say dude and more different dude. Yeah. Um, the white guy. The white Uh-oh. guy. Uh-oh. That didn't help. But he- they go into his office and he takes off his glasses. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've never seen your eyes before. And he's like, there they are. Mm-hmm. Just the two of them. Smooch, 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 smooch. Everybody smooching. Um, and then we go back to Joan and Paul. Uh-huh. Joan's blue dress is so yeah. killer. That's yeah. my fashion note for this app. Other it's, than it's Sally's what? tutu. <laughs> equally fashionable Mm -hmm. but now i understand more of this scene with her and paul now Mm -hmm. that she mentioned that they dated because she keeps telling him that he has a big mouth you have a big mouth you have a big mouth and i was like what does am i forgetting some secret that he told or but and yeah yeah, it must have been that he let it slip about the two of them i think probably he he shot his mouth off to all the other dudes. And then he wrote a damn play where it looks like they kiss. Right. Um, So yeah. The meaner you are, the more I like you. And she Mm -hmm. says, I know. And was it, did someone just tell me that? Was it the day after I watched this that we talked about? What? We can cut this out. Somebody said that to you? I think so. I'll punch them. We'll we'll talk off air. We can talk off air about whose ass I need to kick. Or I can start putting them on blast right here, and we might get married. We might get married. Here we go. It's the ultimate being mean. Listen, either direction you want to take this, I'm I here. Okay. I'm here to support you. Oh I God. did just Thank learn you. some um, sword skills the other night. Some knife oh, wow. skills. That will be very handy. Yeah, I know. I appreciate I you. Stab a motherfucker your... real good. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Um. Next morning, Harry and Hildy have definitely Ooh, gone all the way. Hildy out there with some side boob action. <laughs> I was there and for it. Continuing the conceit of his eyesight and their and relationships. Right. His glasses are broken, broken, and she says, I hope I didn't, I hope step, I didn't on them. step on them. Yeah. And he's just like, herf. He has <laughs> this, like, harumph that he does. Harumph. Harumph. That is an excellent Harry Crane. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, and so she walks of shame out of his but office. look at the bra she's wearing. I was very impressed oh. that they have brought it back to okay. appropriate undergarments. <sighs> Thank goodness. I was like, that is a 1960s bra. Nice job, yeah. Mad Men. Man, that was close. It was. But I, yes, I love, the, I love the cinematography of her walking out of Harry's office and mm-hmm. that other girl who had her panties ripped off yeah. <laughs> walking out of the other office. Yeah. I believe they were... Allison and Ken. Look at you knowing names. I know. I know Ken's name. They said Allison's name. Also, Hildy, they said it at one point in this episode, and I immediately revised all of my notes because it was just Pete's secretary oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole time. I wrote Hildy and underlined it as soon as he said her name. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, that's the name. <laughs> um, so Peggy walks in fresh as a daisy because mm-hmm. she went home at a reasonable hour. Still fatty, fat, fat. She's got They're, pl- they're still plumping her up. She's got so many cheeks. Um, and there's puke in her trash yeah, can. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Which is 
And then she walks into like the break room or some kind yeah. of room. Like, I don't recognize this room. They've before. never it has shown it, but it's, yeah, and, it's yeah. definitely like a staff lounge area. Mm-hmm. And they're all drinking some hangover mm-hmm. cure. What do you think that was? More booze. Was Hair it? of the dog. But they didn't like it. Probably because they were sick because they'd had a bunch of booze. I don't know. I know somebody says you don't drink it for the taste. Yeah. I don't know. And it looked red. It looked like reddish brown. It looked like some kind of yeah. cognac or brandy or rum or something. I don't, know. I don't know. Why would they need to be in the break room for that? That's true. Like, I don't know. I would think... Let's look up 1960s hangover cures. I know my great-grandmother at some point drank red wine with egg. Oh! But I don't know if that would be a hangover oh, God. cure. But it is exactly the kind of... Like, raw egg is the kind of thing that people in the 60s would drink as a hangover cure. <laughs> I'm not sure why she did that. Hmm. Other than just, like, weird health tonic. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't find <laughs> anything specific about the 1960s. But when mm-hmm. I first look up 15 historical hangover cures, the first ones I see are tree sap and bird beaks, pickled sheep's eyeballs... Licking your own sweat, snorting tree ivy juice, lemony armpits, armpits, prairie oysters, fried canary, and rabbit dung. What is a prairie oyster? I'm pretty sure prairie oysters are testicles. They are buffalo testicles. And so that would be... A hangover cure, supposedly. But I don't think they were drinking tree sap and bird speaks. You don't? I don't think so. What a shame. I'm sad that we didn't see them licking anybody's lemony armpits. Do you think that's what that means, is they had to actually lick an armpit that was lemony that's and what just it... put lemon in their armpits? Oh. Well, it says licking your own sweat, and then it says lemony armpits. So if you put them together, if you licked a lemony armpit, your hangover would be gone like that. It's a really... And I can't snap, but you know what notch. I mean. Thank you. I'm just going to... I'm going to put that in to where I tried right. to snap. <laughs> <laughs> So they're drinking some disgusting concoction. Yeah. All the lockers have been raided. And Peggy Peggy's is pissed. Pissed. Because her mad money of $3 is mm-hmm. gone. And she's going to go tell security. Yes, yeah, she is. And then, you know what your favorite thing about Burt Cooper is? Getting a massage. He takes off his clothes. Yeah, he does. You always wanted him to be missing different pieces of clothes. <laughs> and now he's like totally naked. I loved it. I loved it. That's the only thing I wrote in... I don't know what else happened in that scene. So in that scene, uh, Draper comes in and they're talking about the election results. And he says, Uh Draper says, I've read three different papers with three different results. It shouldn't have Uh been that close of a race. And Cooper says, they're talking about like if Kennedy wins to try and get Kennedy over to Sterling Cooper. Uh And they're like, well, why would they do that? And Cooper says, if Kennedy is willing to buy an election, he's willing to play ball with us. So... So we'll see yeah. where that goes. Um, so Pete, in like kind of a, a repeat <laughs> of what had <laughs> happened earlier, now he has the sacred box. And the and balls, he just walks. the cojones. Oh, yeah. He's, he's worked those mm-hmm. up. And he walks past The prairie Peggy. oysters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I had to. Gross. I had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- and he said... She's like, where do you think you're going? And he says, if you, if I were you, I'd be very, very careful about the way you speak yes, to me. Yes, he sure does. He shows it to Don, and f- he says this three times in the episode. He tells people that he came across this box by mistake. Right. He tells Trudy, he tells Don, and he later tells Bert that it was inadvertent that he got it. He just happened, it just came to him, and he just had to open it right. because he thought it was his. What do you want from him? Right. So, what did you learn? All right, so they're all my lanta. Yes. Well, so he says, I know that you're not Don Draper. I know that your name is Dick Mm -hmm. Whitman. And I talked to my friend Russ at the Department of Defense. And he says that Dick Whitman died in 1950 in Korea. So Mm -hmm. this tells me that Don Draper is right in this moment, somewhere between 28 and like 32. He's a young man. Because he must have been what, like 18 in the war? If he took off, like, right, like if he took off right when he could, maybe he's 18, Uh 19 when this goes down. So now it's 10 yeah. years later. It's 1960. Right. Because Pete also says Don Draper is 43, 43 years old. Right. And you look really good. You look real that. good for 43. Right. Yeah. That that was like, I was like, he does look like a very healthy 43. But I'm guessing 60 years ago, 30 looked a lot older than it does I now. mean, maybe. 60 years ago, four packs a day and a bottle of All right. Rye. All right. 29 probably looks a lot like 47 in 1960. I mean, yes, he's definitely older than that, but like, 
have you seen those compilations that are like this you know here are pictures of 30 year olds from 1952 and they all look like they're your grandmother no it's wonderful i highly I'm look it up to investigate all right you send me some links like, what did i'll i'll write it down do it i'm gonna write young people in the past <laughs> you'll know exactly what that means yeah i'll be fine so, um, all right. So, what are you thinking now? Well, so Pete is is laying this all out, and Draper mm-hmm. just says, "Well, that seems kind of elaborate," and he's still trying to play it off, but he's clearly yeah. uh, affected by yeah. what's going on, and he hasn't yet looked in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this, but he kind of recognizes it. He yes, knows where it pro- must have come right, from. Right, mm-hmm. um, and Pete is like. I'm gonna fucking blackmail you, bro. And Don mm-hmm. Draper's like, best of luck, motherfucker. And Pete's like, <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know my qualifications. I don't come from the hood. I've got money and I'm gonna use it. And Don Draper's like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. fucking kick your ass. That's word for word. I wrote it down. Yeah. That's exactly what they said and how they said that it. That is, I thought that you were just playing a clip from the show just then. <laughs> I did like the line yeah. that Draper says of, you said everything except or else. Yeah. Um, I like, so Don gets up from the desk and Pete like kind of raises his fist slightly. He gets very nervous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Don says, if your information is powerful enough to make them do what you want, what else can it make them Mm -hmm. do? And that is like, is Don about to murder Mm -hmm. Pete? I I wrote that line down as well. That was a good line. (laughs) It's so good. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, idiot. Because Pete just You fucking dummy. Yeah. You're just going to like get a job now because you have this information right you're gonna you're gonna blackmail this person who you think murdered someone yeah you know like (laughs) something improprietous happened involving a death Uh and somebody's identity but you're gonna be like yeah you're gonna give me that promotion b that's Mm -hmm. not probably the best idea yeah and don i think his head is clearer later and he expresses it so well Mm -hmm. later um but then don opens his box and we see his back and then there's a flashback, flashback, baby. Yeah. that I loved finally learning what the fuck mm-hmm. happened. That was really I loved that. Uh, rewarding. But also, he was not 18-year-old Don. He no. was still <laughs> 37-year-old Don. Yeah. Looking awkward yeah. as hell. Trying to uh-huh. pretend that he's a kid. That was yeah. like, I'm sorry, but that was like Betty-level acting at some points. It it was it, like it, ten fifteen. Yes, it wasn't his fault. Where, it wasn't the acting, but no. it was just very awkward. Yeah. yeah, it was just a grown man right, trying like, to play someone twenty years younger. Look, than if himself. I make my eyes wider, I look young. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if I frown a little bit, I look like a scared yeah. child. Yeah, and like they couldn't even do the trick where if you shave, because like Pete has such a baby face, and if he grow if he grew a little stubble, he would look a little older. Right. But it doesn't matter what you do with Don Draper's face because it's so. He's such a fucking man. He's such a man. He's such a man. (sighs) Don. (laughs) So we find out. So Dick Whitman is in like a dark land and he's being dropped off in Korea with like one other guy who we don't really. I don't even know that we learn his name. No, we don't. Um, But we learn that Dick just volunteered for the war. Because he wanted to get away mm-hmm. from the home life we know that was bad. Right. And his boss, it sounds like he's about six months from getting out of... Yes. Uh, so it's Dick's first time in the in the army. And, and his boss is like, I've been here three and a half years. And he's just waiting out the time. Yep. And the, com- the whole company is gone. They don't really explain yeah. what happened or why Dick and this guy right. are the only ones here. They're like building a hospital. Yeah, they have to. Well, they have to build a hospital eventually, but first they have to dig a bunch of trenches on mm-hmm. all four sides. Digging four sides. Yeah. Um. They're they're doing menial labor yes. for the government yes. in Korea. Yes. But we don't know what happens after that yet because we go back to present day Don where he is flipping out and visits Mama Ma- Merkin. Good old Mama Merkin. Yeah. And, and he does the same thing he did with Midge when he came into a little bit of money yep. where he rushes in and says, drop your entire life. We are leaving the country. Yep. He's like, let's get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Let's go somewhere warm. Let's go to California, which yes. of all places, if you're going to mm-hmm. escape, if you're trying to leave yeah. behind a life, you've already done uh-huh. it once, my friend. You're going to do it again. Yeah. Like, leave the country. 
Why would you just go to yeah. California? Yeah. Um, I know the answer to that, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh, all right. Keep it a mystery. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Just, you know, think about all it. All right. Um, but Rachel, at first she's kind of excited, but then she's like, wait a second. Well, because she thinks it's just what? a vacation at first. Yeah. And then she learns that he's literally like, Nobby, we going to start over. Yeah. Yeah, the idea that he's ready to just give his life to her at first is appealing because that's what she's wanted. But then she takes it all in and is like, wait, you're you want me to leave my family and my, and my business, business and, and right. you're going to leave your children. And it looked like the first time he even thought he's like, I'll provide for my right. Right. Yeah. And she's not into that. She's like, what kind of man are you? You don't want to run away with me. You just want to run away. Get out. You're a coward. Get, oh, you're and a coward. Says, you're a coward. Yeah. Which is coming on the heels. So the big thing, one thing that Pete kind of threatened Don with was not necessarily even that he murdered someone, but just that a, deserter. He was a deserter from the right. armor. 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 Army. Which is a, I mean, army. it's a big yeah. deal anyway, but I feel like it was a bigger yeah. deal back then. Right. When you have, I mean, imagine Roger knowing right. as a World War II vet right. that Don had deserted the army. Right. That's a lot. They actually cared about that stuff. Right. Fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, yeah. I'm, I'm, she got another strumpet trumpet for me. There it is. Yeah. Because she was like, yeah. hell no, Donnie boy. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to run not- away to California. <laughs> that's how she said it get out yeah. get out johnny <laughs> if i could quote blanche Devereux, i would quote blanche all Devereux, right. but i don't, don't know do any lines from cat on a hot tin roof no. or a street card named desire that's a real good or one. uh golden girls wherever blanche Devereux is actually from because i'm not sure <laughs> which one that applies to <laughs> pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's street card named desire yeah that's what I was thinking. Who's what's Blanche's last name in Golden? Girl, Girls? act like I know that. I have no idea. Ooh. But you know, I would, I'd be, I would not be surprised if you did know. I that, know that's you know. fair. That's fair. It's Rose Dorothy. Something. There's Rose Dorothy Zbornak. Dorothy Blanche and who's the old one? I always want Sophia. Sophia. I so I remember my grandmother's name was Estelle, and then. The woman who lived like across the street was named Sophia. Mm-hmm. So it's always been very hard for me to remember which one was the actress's name and which one was the character's name. This is all incredibly relevant. This has been Golden Girls Corner on Mad Women. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Golden Girls Girls. <laughs> we could do a Golden Girls podcast, called it Golden Boys, and just get really confused. There you go. I want to call um, it Golden Girls's. <laughs> Golden women. <laughs> Let's call it Golden Shower Silver Fox. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. What is your face? Hmm. You're really thinking because hard about that Because his last name one. is Sterling. And so does Sterling not... He's a silver fox, yeah. golden showers, yeah. but the, his goddamn last name is... Anyway. anyway. Um, so Don is agitated and he goes back, back to, to his office... office. And Peggy is in his office crying, and Don's like, you don't, I was coming in here to cry. What are you doing here crying? <laughs> There's got to be some semblance of privacy yeah. here. It's like, now I don't want to keep bringing it back to New Girl. Oh, I wish But it would. did remind me of this, like, earlier when um, Nick is dating that lawyer girl, and the lawyer lady mm-hmm. really hates Jess, because Jess is just too Jess. She's just too mm-hmm. much. And they're at the bar. And they have this confrontation and the, the lawyer girl is like, I don't like you. I just don't like you. And yeah. Jess tries to like go into the bathroom to cry. But the girl is mm-hmm. already in there crying. And Jess yeah. is like, you don't, you, you can't just claim the bathroom to cry. And the lawyer girl's <laughs> like, get out of here. And then Jess uh-huh. goes to the men's room and Nick is in there crying. And he's like, Jess, get out. I gotta cry. <laughs> That's absolutely what this scene reminded me of. Just like, this, this is my place to cry. Yeah. <laughs> And we remember one of the first episodes, Peggy had gone into the ladies' room at Sterling Coo and had, there was a secretary crying That's in there. That's right. A couple times. And there was a point, right. well, like, it was like at the beginning of the episode, she saw one crying, and then at the end of the episode, she came in, and she, like, decided not to be that person. Right. But here she is, crying at work, right. because all the boys are being mean to well, her. Well, because she got people fired. She yeah. got the two black she, elevator operators fired. Yeah. 
Well, it was the elevator guy and the janitor. And the janitor. Okay. So the elevator guy, I think they said his name was Sammy. He's the one that Don paid right. to fuck over Roger after their oyster lunch. Right. Well, and the janitor's then, a black guy, too. Yeah, and I'm assuming he's the guy that saw the silhouette right. of Pete Peggy and Peggy fucking. doing yep. it. Um, doing it. Yeah. And so, of course... She feels a lot of She said guilt. some money has been stolen and they're just going to fire the only two black people. Exactly. Um, there. Exactly. So, and she's like so upset. She says innocent people get hurt and people who are not good get to walk around doing whatever they want. And there is Donnie Draper living a lie. Just with a gleam yep. Yes, but also I think he realizes that Pete is one of the not good people who gets to walk around doing whatever. Because yeah. like Don is going on the run. Yeah. He, as much as he puts on his ma- masculine show with Pete, he is like. Oh, he's freaked. Yeah, he's ready to just cut bait. Well, yeah, he's going to move to California with Mama Merkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so then he goes and uh, confronts Pete after yeah. this interaction with Peggy. Uh-huh. And I love, he's like, I thought about what you said. And she's like, he's like, great, good deal. Glad to hear it. And he's like, then I thought about you. Yeah, I loved deep that. lack of character you I have. loved that. <sighs> he's he's full Don now, and I love Right, it. I loved that. And I also loved, so, so Don's like, let's go tell Cooper. Let's go right now. Let's just go do this. Uh-huh. Let's get it over with. Yeah. And I loved the line of Pete is like, he's like, it's like that moment in the movie where you think I'm not going to shoot you. I will shoot you. <laughs> yes. And I was like, because you're the fucking son of Sam. Yeah. That's, that's you got right. that rifle in your like, office. And he says, you would rather blow yourself up than make me head of accounts, yes. which I found then to be. Then give me what I want. Or that's what he says later. Intru- he says, give me what I Why won't you give me what I want? Yeah. But I thought the idea of him blowing, you know, Don Draper blowing himself up was an interesting choice of words. as we later learn. Yes. Mm -hmm. But this whole scene is so much fun because it starts with Don, like, walking out of the office and Pete, like, running to catch up with him. And there are just all of these moments where they, they're, like, going fast and then they stop and they have a little tete-a-tete. And then they go fast and they stop and they have to take Take their their shoes shoes off. off. Like, they just, it just keeps starts and stopping and Don feels no threat, but Pete is, it's like Don is the one who is at the most risk. Right. But Pete is, like, so he's a frightened little animal. I mean, it's clear that Don is nervous. He's not sure how Cooper's gonna take it. Yes. Um, but he's willing to take that risk to keep mm-hmm. Pete from getting what he wants. Because yeah. he would rather blow himself up than mm-hmm. give Pete what he wants. Yeah. Because um, he's, he's, he's built everything. And, he, and that's like where he's telling him, like, I've, you know, you've had everything handed right. to you. And what makes you think this is going to work? Right. And Pete had said, I think you'll appreciate the loyalty. <laughs> right. Oy, oy, So they come in and Don... Just like, you know what? I'm just going to say my piece. I've decided to hire Duck. And then just stares at Pete. And it's almost, it's making me think now of Sal and Joan earlier, where Joan just kept staring at Sal and Sal looked at everyone else in the room. And in this scene, Don just stares at Pete while Pete is talking to Bert. And he says, it came to my attention completely by accident (laughs) that this is not whatever. And then... Bert Cooper has maybe oh. what I've decided to be my favorite line oh. in the whole series. Mr. Campbell. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I love it. Oh. I love it. Even if this were true, who cares? Uh-huh. Even if this were true. Yeah. And I loved what he said. Uh, this country was built by men with far worse stories than what you've imagined here. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting mm-hmm. coming on the heels of this election. Yes. You know, thinking about the men who built this country and mm-hmm. who are going to continue to run the country being terrible men. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, there's a Japanese saying, a man is whatever room he's in. I yeah. love that. Yeah. It's so... That's very Burt like, Cooper. Yeah. And it is, it's that kind of moment of awakening. I think for me as a viewer also of like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. You know, he's... And how did you feel, like, because you didn't know what was going to happen. No. What did you think was going to happen? And how did you feel? When you well, that? so I I knew for sure that Cooper was not going to freak out and fire Don. Because, oh, yeah. duh, there's six more seasons to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew, I kind of knew that it was going to play out that way. Especially just okay. knowing what kind of person 
Cooper is. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted, and maybe it'll, maybe we'll get there, but I wanted more repercussions for Pete. Yeah. And I, I mean, Bert does kind of yeah. say like, you can fire him if you want, but keep an eye on him. Yeah. One never knows how loyalty is. Exactly. Born. I love that line. I love him saying there's more profit. in There's more this. profit in forgetting this. I liked that too. <laughs> He's so like... I mean, he's just written to have all of these little bon mots, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of characters who are written to say clever things, and it's very obvious and obnoxious. But the way Bert plays it so well, he just he's a great. They're written well. He says them well. It's wonderful. So good. All right. So we go back to Korea. All right, and now we see how that sausage was done made. Mm -hmm. Um, that that whole thing was so interesting, and I also have some questions. I'm not entirely sure what actually happened. But so you see Donnie boy digging and hooey, uh-huh. I could watch Don dig all <laughs> day long. Could he's we sweaty, just have like 45 minutes of those shoulders just working? <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I, you know, in the, in the, ep, in the, the mini sods, whatever that we create. There we go. In, in our mad women happen. universe, we have one yes. full up and we're going to, we're gonna um, tap John Hamm to come and play Don yeah, Draper. I think he'd be interested for in this. that episode at least of just mm-hmm. him digging yeah. forty-five minutes, right. just digging <laughs> some slow motion shots where we Is just pan over his back. <laughs> Is that why you didn't understand it because you were just thinking about Don's shoulders? <laughs> I couldn't understand what was happening because just those rippling yeah. shoulders and biceps were in my they, mind. Nothing else. I blacked out. Right. And I saw I woke sho- up and right. the credits were I saw shoulders and the next thing I knew he was in the hospital and I was like, what happened? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so he's digging. So he's digging. Being real sexy. Being sexy. real sexy. Um, the guy is in the hole with him and they start to get fired upon. Yes. And what I thought for sure was going to happen because they like Mm -hmm. the firing stops, they get up out of the hole and they're just kind of standing there very exposed. And I was like, yeah. Oh, Lieutenant guy is going to get shot. I kind of thought that was going to happen too. Even watching it now when I know that's not right. (laughs) That's just kind of the way they framed it. The way the pacing Mm -hmm. was, it was like, yeah. And I knew at this point that that's the idea. Identity that ends up getting stolen, or not necessarily the identity that gets ends up getting stolen, but that this is the moment where he fakes his death, like this yeah. situation. You know, it's we're hitting on the denouement, right, right here, right. But mm-hmm. then Draper Whitman drops yeah. his lighter. He goes to light a cigarette, and he drops his lighter, and there's well, he goes to wipe piss away. Well, from his right, pants because he had peed he himself. peed himself. Yeah, but he somehow drops a lighter or drops a cigarette or something, and there's just. Mm-hmm gasoline all over here's what i think tell me because this is the part that confused me i think there are like fuel tanks around them and that the shooting had hit one Mm. and and so fuel had Mm. been it leaked that quickly that far well it's like right behind them i guess it was fairly close yeah that's what i think happened that's a you know what that's a really good uh prediction or uh how you say What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. My brain's not analysis? working. Well, we can say analysis, but there's Correct a word. answer. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the shit all blows yeah. up. Kablamo. Mm-hmm. You see Hottie McShoulders go flying. Yeah. 39-year-old. Uh-huh. Sweet little angel, can't even drink legally, Don Draper. Dick Whitman. Dick Whitman, yes. And then... He's waking up in the hospital being given a purple heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's where you learn they're calling, this is when they start calling him Draper, Lieutenant Draper, yeah. Lieutenant Draper. Yeah. Um, and it flashes and back we, to him mm-hmm. crawling over to this yeah. disgusting. Oh my God. Corpse. It is Holy graphic. shit. He has to take the dog tags off of, and the skin is just like oh melted my god, to the dog yeah, this tags. like slime oh. that comes with it. Oh my yeah. god, this is not what you sign up for when you watch Mad no. Men. No, I was not <laughs> expecting that. Yeah, and like it shows yeah. at first even some like bloody body parts or bloody chunks or something. Like you see some yeah. viscera, and I I just yeah. thought that's all it was going to be, and then you see like the full torso mm-hmm. and head just mm-hmm. exploded off. And you know it's not recognizable. Right. So, like, who knows who this body is. Right. And they didn't do dental records back then, probably. 
Do you think, do you think, do you think Dick Whitman went to the dentist Fair. once in his life? Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I feel like from here to the end of the episode, it is just a series of very pregnant terminology and phrases. So like the guy, the doctor tells him he's got a minor concussion and you'll feel like yourself in a week. Mm -hmm. That, which is very much, has a double meaning. And also because we know that the real Don Draper was getting toward the end of his term. He, whatever, that's the correct word for that is. um, They're just going to go ahead and send him home early. But he has to accompany Dick Whitman's body. And then- He's on the train with the fake Dick Whitman's casket, and he doesn't get off the train, and he sees Adam. And we remember when we first met Adam, he was I like, I saw knew I saw you. you. Yeah, I knew I saw you on and the so train. We, yeah. So we see that actually happen. Right. Um, but then this woman tells him, you've got your whole life ahead of you. Forget that Forget that boy, boy in, the, in box. the box. Mm-hmm. And let me buy a soldier a drink. And it's very clearly, oh, here's the first woman exactly. that screws Don because he's pretty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Who screws down because um, he's pretty and he's powerful. Yes. Right? So now he's a, he's a he's yeah. he's a retired lieutenant with a purple heart. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of cash. Uh-huh. And I wondered, did the chaplain just stay there? Or did he ever get Oh, right, because the train the just train. leaves. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what, though? He probably takes a different train. He probably stays, yeah, probably. does some rites, mm-hmm. stays for the funeral. Yeah. yeah so he probably does I think that's take true. a different train. Yeah. But that's a significant moment. Like, that... Even more so than switching the dog tags, he, like, sees... We see his stepmother and stepfather, I guess. I don't know. Like, he doesn't even have real right. parents at all. And his actual half-brother. And he, like, decides he's going to not... He's going to go with his woman yep. as Dick Don Draper instead of going back as Dick Whitman. Yep. I would have done and the then, same thing. I mean, he really had a opportunity that he grabbed. Right. Um, and then we come back to Donnie Draper's house, and there's the rock mm-hmm. sleeping on the couch in a yeah. fancy-ass dress, and you hear Nixon conceding. She's watching the news again, uh-huh. mirrored scene from before. Mm-hmm. And we've got some finality in all of yep. it, because the election has been an ongoing theme throughout a lot of the season. Mm-hmm. Don Draper's identity has been mm-hmm. uncertain, but now we actually know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened between... How he became an advertising executive. Right, right. But we, do we don't know. know how he parlayed that yeah. drink on mm-hmm. the train car into this life yeah. that he now has. And now we also know he will continue working at Sterling Coo <laughs> with both Pete and Bert knowing his secret. Right. And what will that end? Oh, I got some predicts. Oh, are we ready for predicts? I mean, we made it through the app. We sure did. I'm I'm ready to make some predictiones. I mean, we can we can reflect briefly. Okay. How did you think of this? This was a juicy episode. It was so juicy. I mean, like I said at the top, I kept thinking that it was done and there was still yeah. like 20 more minutes to go. Yeah. We got we got everybody but like Roger and Betty had pretty juicy. There was no Roger at all. Parts. Right. Because yeah, he's yeah, off having have multiple heart attacks. Yeah. <laughs> he might have died. It, it really wasn't yeah. clear. Um, yeah. But Listen. Yeah, we, and we kind of maybe have seen the end of Rachel. Yeah. At least for a while. This, yeah. I'm going to give this up 10 out of 10 exploded body torsos. Wow. That's a lot of That's exploded body That's a lot of exploded body torsos. <laughs> um, all right. Tell me, Ashley, what are your predictions oh, girl. for the season finale? The season finale. I don't know how this one wasn't the season finale. Right? So if that was yeah. the penultimate, this one's going to mm-hmm. be a doozy. It's going to be the ultimate. It's going to be the ultimate. That's right. <laughs> That's better than That's penultimate. That's true. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. Pete yes. is just going to look for any and every opportunity to take down Dick Whitman. He's going to undermine him at every turn. When Dick Whitman goes to sneeze, Pete's going to snatch away his hanky. (laughs) He's going to start topping up his liquor bottles with piss. He is going to uh, just hide creme de menthe all over (laughs) Don's office and Uh attempt to just be gross. Um, Okay. But yes, he's just... Go ahead. So are we... From this point forward, just going to refer to him as Dick Whitman. Pete will. To okay, Pete, okay, he okay. is not Don Draper. Yeah, got it. 
So, yeah, so Pete is just going to undermine Dick at every turn, and he's going to start, like, spying, because he he thinks there is more to this story. Maybe mm-hmm. he plants, like, a little telephone listening device, a bug. He, he bugs him. Okay. Um, All right. So Pete is going... And Peggy's going to catch him. Peggy's going to catch him in the act, and she's going to give him a what for. She's going to take her big old fat body and sit on him. <laughs> 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 she's gonna use that that big fat ass yeah and pin him that's to what this girl. has been leading up to. that's why they've been plumping her yeah. up she's gonna <laughs> smack him in the face with her fake ass jowls oh no and then sit on him with her silicone tush until okay. draper comes in <laughs> and they they figure some things out okay, okay. cool um cooper is just going to mm-hmm. remain oblivious to everything. He's going to get like seven yeah. more bonsai trees. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, Joan and who was that guy? Not Paul. 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 It was Paul. Oh, look at me. Paul Kinsey. Look at you did me. so good. You remembered a name. I did. They're going to start That's an hard. affair. Ooh, a sordid okay. love affair. All He's right. going like to it. write four more plays next ep. <sighs> Each play okay. is about a different erogenous zone on Joan's body. <laughs> okay. Of, wow. of which they will perform once again for The Office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Right. Um, what else? Who else is in this fucking show? Oh, oh, the <laughs> Hildy and Harrison. What's his name? Harry. We'll call him Harrison. Yeah. That's great I like she it. just starts buying him lots and lots of glasses because she feels so bad so he ends up with some cat okay. eyes with some john lennon types even though he's not around yet mm-hmm. um some grandpa bifocals just all the different kinds of glasses yeah, yeah. and like betty mm-hmm. she just becomes the television she just starts like <laughs> She just starts like uh, melding into the furniture of of the home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just we can only okay. see her on the furniture, yeah, because she's just becoming one with it. Because wow. she's about as coherent as a sofa. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's got as much depth. Right, right. So that that would make for a great like final shot of the first yes. season. Is just the sofa, yes. but it's like gold. Yes. Now. With little bits of with hair. Some flowers. With little <laughs> chopped off pieces of hair <laughs> sticking uh-huh. out. And the creepy neighbor yeah. kid. The creepy neighbor kid comes over and oh, like yeah. gently rubs the couch in a very seductive manner. That sounds hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and the lingo. <laughs> yes, please. The lingo is going to be why I order. <laughs> So that's what happens in the in the wow. season finale of season one, Mad Men. I can't wait I'm to very see all of excited. that play I out. Know. I'm excited for Thanks. you. I'm excited for myself. Great. And I'm excited for all you listeners out there <laughs> who've been eagerly waiting. They've been waiting with bated breath. Thank you for listening to episode 12. 13 of this show, but 12 <laughs> of Mad Men. Season one, and until 12. next time. Merry Madman to all. And to and all, to all a, good a good night. night. <gasps> I did it! I did Great it. Job. But it doesn't Great feel job. right, though. A good you Madman. I'm going to put it out there. Okay. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.